Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Well, the cat decided to sit still long enough for me to do a video, so uh, yeah, let's read some stories while he takes a nap. C-3PO and art don't mix. This is an oldie, but the last couple summers of high school, I worked under the table for an accountancy office. Fact one. After high school, I worked retail in an office supply store for a couple years. Fact two. And was headhunted for a Mac support position at an online catalog retailer. I started training the week after Thanksgiving. I got on the phones the week between Christmas and New Year's 1999. I was seated at the desk of the Mac trainer because shadow training was a thing then. One of the first calls I had was from a woman who had received a brand new iMac and printer for Christmas. She was a worship leader of some sort at her church and was trying to print out something inspiring and heartwarming because the winter of 99 was a bad one wherever she was and she wanted to evoke spring early in the new year. Except the graphics she was adding to her newsletter weren't showing up. We reinstalled drivers. We reinstalled her publishing software. We tried different USB ports. Even tried going through the keyboard USB port. We tried cleaning the print cartridges, even though they, like the printer, were brand new and the cleaning cycle on Epson inkjets at the time were tremendously wasteful processes. We tried replacement ink cartridges because someone had the foresight to send her extras. At this point, I've got both support managers listening into the call, both trainers leaning over my shoulder, and a good handful of the team milling about trying to offer suggestions. I was about to process an RMA for the printer when something she stated out of pique caught my attention. Church lady, I just don't get it. Where the graphic is supposed to be is wet. Needless to say, she never mentioned this before. Me latching onto that. Say that again, please. What do you mean wet? Church lady. Well, it's a newsletter, which I think I've already said. I just love flowers. Daisies are my favorite. So I wanted a few daisies on the page for springy feelings, you know? Me. Ma'am, out of curiosity, are your daisy images black line art? Church lady. Oh no, honey, they're full color. Just a beautiful yellow. You wouldn't know they weren't photographs. This technology is so amazing. Me. And you say the page is wet? By this point, her frustration had waned, and she's just answering questions in between stories about her church, her grandkids, etc. Church lady. Yeah, right where the flower is supposed to be. Light bulb moment. Me. Ma'am, what color is your paper? Church lady. Why, goldenrod, of course. Me. Ma'am, you can't print yellow flowers on a yellow paper. That's like using a blue crayon on blue construction paper. It just won't work. I had to mute my phone because all the people laughing behind me. Later, someone asked me how I knew what in the hell color goldenrod was. <laughs> well, outside of C-3PO being called that as a nickname pretty consistently in Star Wars, I'd worked with facts 1 and 2, all different colors of color-specific corrective liquid. One was goldenrod, and it was a mix of near-nuclear yellow and orange. You know, regular consumer printers, you know, people trying to print white on white, white on any color, uh, yellow on yellow, blues on blue kind of got to think your way through the process but she was new so I mean it's not like she was stupid or anything she just it's not something that was in her processes at that time so hopefully she understood after that and got herself together and good for you OP for being patient with this lady and uh, sticking with her long enough to finish it out woman doesn't listen to my warning before accidentally bashing her head open with an amplifier I used to work for a company that supplies overhead music to big business chains think Target, Starbucks, Hot Topic etc my department provides technical support to stores when their music isn't working. 
Now, I don't have a lot of tech service stories because of how our system works. When something goes down in the store, we're not talking to some area manager, Karen, who's ready to scream at us for the music being down. Rather, we have to troubleshoot with the stores themselves. So if we're calling a Starbucks location, it's going to be some uninvested barista or assistant manager that couldn't care less if their system isn't blaring. All I want for Christmas is you 20 times a day. Mind you, that does mean that we have a hard time getting the people at the store to troubleshoot with us at all. So was the case with the Starbucks I called. The first three attempts went something like this. OP. Hey there, my name's OP from insert company name here. I'm reaching out today regarding your overhead music. Is manager available to talk? Store manager. This is her. When's a technician coming out? OP. Unfortunately, I'm unable to send a tech out unless I verify some things with the system first. Do you have time to remote troubleshoot? Store manager. No, just send a tech. Click. This happened a few times over the course of two days, trying to call at all different times to try and catch the store at a less busy time. Unfortunately, due to company policy, we can't send a technician out except for under two conditions. One, new equipment needs to be installed. And two, there's an issue that can't be solved remotely. Eventually, on my fourth or fifth call, the manager finally relented. Once we get the store to agree to troubleshoot, it generally only takes five minutes. We have very simple setups. A music player connects to the internet for playlist updates and also feeds music to an amplifier. The amp sends the music to the speakers in the store. If you can hook up a video game console, you can hook up one of our players. And even the least tech-savvy person can usually follow along with our instructions for troubleshooting. So we begin. Me. Great, are you able to locate your music player and amplifier? Store manager. No, I don't know where they are. Me. Have you ever changed the volume of a music in your store? Store manager. Yes, there's a box with a little knob. Me. That's the amplifier. Store manager. Well, how was I supposed to know that? I rolled my eyes and apologized for not being clearer, but continued anyway. Store manager. It's up on a shelf too high. I can't reach it. Me. Well, how do you reach it when you want to change the volume? Store manager. I get a step stool, but I don't know where it is right now. I try my best not to sigh in exasperation as she tries her very best to insist that there's no way she can troubleshoot. She just repeatedly asks if I can send a tech and whines about not being able to reach the equipment. Ma'am, I'm sure you'll find the step stool if you look. Store manager. Fine then, I'll just use my chair. Huge red flag went up. Me. I'd advise against that, ma'am. It might not be stable. Store manager. I think I'm perfectly capable of standing on a chair, thank you. Me. Ma'am, some of that equipment is very heavy and it's not safe to use a chair to reach it for troubleshooting. Store manager. Listen, why don't you stick to doing your job and not worry about what I'm doing, okay? After she says this, I hear some skidding noises coming from the other end of the phone. Me. Uh, is everything alright? Store manager. I'm fine, just rolling my office chair to the shelf. Oh my god. <laughs> me. Man, please don't stand on a chair with wheels. She ignored me completely and just asked, Okay, so what am I... She was abruptly cut off as I hear a loud thud followed by an even louder crash. Me. Ma'am, are you okay? No answer. I try in vain for about a minute to call out to the woman on the other end, steadily getting more and more worried that she's seriously injured. Eventually, someone else picks up the phone. Barista. Hey, so, uh, she can't come back to the phone right now. Her forehead is bleeding. Me. What happened? So not only did she fall off the chair onto her back, but she brought the amplifier with her. Our amplifiers are about the size of an Xbox, and the corners are not rounded. It had landed on its corner on her forehead while she was lying prone on the ground. Oh my gosh. After a few moments of stunned silence, not knowing where to go from here, I simply ask, Is the amp disconnected from everything else? <laughs> Barista. Uh, yeah. 
Me. Cool, then this counts as an install. I'm sending a technician. Have a nice day. Click. I take a moment to recover before going back to making outbound calls. Luckily, the store never calls to complain about the interaction, and I continue on with my day, acting as if it never happened. Listen, I ain't no spring chicken, and I learned ages ago to not stand on something that's mobile. Nothing with wheels. TV carts, office chairs, no matter what. You don't use something with wheels to stand on to reach something up on a shelf. Regular chair is bad enough. Look at that cat. He looks so peaceful like that, doesn't he? Just about the time I'm ready to go to sleep tonight is when he'll just decide that it's time to tear my desk apart, rip up and down the hall with his brother and sister. Yeah. Stupidity isn't always from users. In this company, a higher education establishment, IT contractors were more of the rule than the exception. Management had some queer, it's best we get some experts in, attitude. Anyway, there was me, ASP.NET, IIS, SQL Server, MS Full Stack, and a bunch more covering nearly all bases. The in-house people were mostly field engineers. Imagine our chagrin when an email came in for all ICT contractors, that due to an administrative error, our times hadn't gone through, so we wouldn't be getting paid until next week. It was from some woman in payroll, the type that's fresh out of college, more interested in that cute guy in accounting and her hair than in doing her job. To say the crap hit the fan would be like saying water's wet, and the contract were, as standard, terms of termination. One of them was, should the company be late providing recompense for a period greater than 48 hours from the end of the agreed weekly date, the company defaults with all liability and the employment terminates. In its exact entirety, defaulting with liability is a termination of contract with all money owed, and would be payable, the entire wages for the contract. Some of us had all possible bonuses included with that, some didn't. So we get together and I draw the short straw, and I'm elected to speak for all of us. Always do things collectively, people. Don't take on an HR department of 100 people by yourself. I get in touch with the head of ICT and read out that line of the contract. He stopped, read it himself, then called payroll to confirm it was true. Reading out the contract and then stating what the damage to the company would be, he then retired to his office. The company's options then were to either get us paid, to default on the contracts and pay us off, or to be in breach of contract. With how many of us there were and our wades, the latter option would have been into the low millions with punitive damages added to the lost wages and fines. A plain as day claim against a company via tort law rarely ends well for the company. Breach of contract frequently attracts punitive damages. In employment cases, it also attracts fines. It's a far more expensive prospect than even a wrongful dismissal claim. Now the head of ICT had a lovely air-conditioned soundproof office, but I could see his face very red and his mouth very shouting. Whoever was on the other side of the phone was not enjoying themselves. This guy, who sat at an executive level, was going berserk. He came out, closed the door neatly behind him, adjusted his tie, and cleared his throat. I'm sorry, people. The call you got earlier was an error, but let me explain. Some useless excuse of humanity and payroll who we used to employ did indeed make a mistake. Then she made a further mistake by not telling her supervisor and going straight to you. I just got off the phone with her supervisor with assurances that the problem, both problems, that is the idiot in payroll and your fair pay, both problems are solved. He's a pretty off-the-cuff guy but can put on a good speech when he wanted to, but he knew he was dying to laugh. We all burst out laughing after a few seconds. True enough, the moron office admin woman got fired for gross negligence and the payroll supervisor got written up for letting it happen. As she explained later, even though we were contractors, we were his team. And he wasn't about to let anyone screw you over and get away with it. That's my job.
<laughs> I think I think that last part was a little bit tongue in cheek, but you never know. I yell at my kids. I don't let anybody else yell at my kids. That's my job. I guess the same thing goes for some company departments. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.